everybody. Uh, it's me, Mario. And Luigi, too. Luigi, number one. Ho, ho. And Wario, have a rotten day. Yahoo. <laughs> and where, well, Luigi? Everybody cheap at me. <laughs> you can't make me laugh, man, this early in the interview. You know, I have to tell uh, you, I miss Australia. You know, I can't wait till this uh, COVID thing is far enough behind us to get get me back again. You know, we did uh, Oz Comic Con a, a few years ago. It was so much fun being in Sydney and Brisbane and went to Adelaide. I've been to so many just little tiny places, but I don't know Australia at all, except that I know that my hosts and the Australian people are so fantastic. And Mario fans in, in Australia are number one. Really, so much fun, you know? Thank you, mate. Yeah, we, we are, you know, it's it's a tough one because, you know, we're still locked down over here in the most yeah. part and all the Comic-Cons are sort of getting pushed back and cancelled and you know yeah. what it's like. It's it's similar over there, isn't it? Yeah, you know, things are starting to pick up again, but of course there's that balance. You know, there's a, the, the, the number of cases on the upswing. There are people here who don't want to get vaccinated, you know. To me, you know, it's I'm not political about it. I'm scientific about it. It's like I want to live. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, my my wishes are completely selfish. I wish to be alive. Thank you very much. You know, and I got my vaccines back in February, first week of March, and I feel so much safer. But I'm still, you know, everywhere I go, I'm still, you know, the mask on. And yeah, but we are starting to to meet people. Uh, uh, you know, I'm going to Boston Fan Expo this week. I just did uh, uh, DC Awesome Con, and it's just wonderful. People are so happy to feel that sense of freedom. You know. You, yeah, so you have done a con recently. You have done a con recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cause really I was, great. Yeah, Australia, Australia, um, Washington D.C. and uh, um, Orlando. We were just in Orlando at the MegaCon there, and it's fantastic. People feel so happy to be free. So my thing is, everybody get vaccinated. Everybody wear masks. Let's get rid of this virus. So we can start having fun again and just living our lives. <laughs> Do you find that you're cheering people up because you're such a positive, energetic guy and, you, you know, your characters are so fun and beloved? Like, do you find yourself... You know, I am the luckiest guy in the world because I love these characters so much and Mario is my favourite person in the world. The person I try to be more like, you know. I'm much more Luigi, you know. A little terrified of everything, you know. But I didn't... And I was the second brother, so I'm also taller than my brother and I run faster. You have to do that as a second born because the firstborn is a very fast runner to begin with. So... <laughs> But my brother was always the type, you know, he wants to go outside. He just walks straight through a door, whether it's open or not, you know. And I'm like, I don't know if we can go out. I don't think we can go out. It's sunny outside, you know. Just, I, don't ask me why, but I've always been more of a Luigi. But I always aspire to have that certain level of uh, of courageousness. But it's also that character himself, I, you know, full of love and joy and happiness. So when I go into the world... I, I really feel that that essence of that character and meeting Mario fans. Mario fans are the nicest people in the world. They are happy. They're happy to be alive. They're happy to be seeing, you know, seeing me, seeing the, the posters and, you know, doing the autographs or the photographs and that sort of thing. And it's just, it's so silly what I've been doing. I don't have one here, but I <laughs> because I'm wearing this for a photo op. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, believe me, that's Charles Martinet. Really, really, you know, and here we are, you know, 
So I've been painting like Mario's nose and, and a mustache there, just so you get <laughs> and, and the fact that I'm a terrible artist doesn't seem to deter people. People are excited. People are are happy, and that that makes me happy and excited too. <laughs> That's amazing, man! Isn't it? Isn't it crazy that this character has been around for so long, and it's almost like this character of Mario is so well known that it's up there with like Batman, Superman. I don't know a single person that doesn't know who Mario is. Yeah. Well, you know, it's almost, it's interesting on a, on a, on a sort of metaphysical level, it's almost like an archetype, isn't it? The, the good soul, the every man who falls in love with a princess and dedicates his loyal, trustworthy, good soul life to rescuing her. You know, it's, it is an archetypal sort of story like Star Wars is like Batman is and, Mm. and Mario is a, a, a superhero, but he's also an every man. You know, he's the he's the guy that is the best part of me. And do you just feel blessed uh, playing the character for so long? Like you're in the Guinness World Records yeah. as you've played the character the most more than any other person in the world. That's right. Yeah, in terms of video like, game characters. Like, yeah, that was three years and more than 15 games ago. So <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've increased your lead since then. Yeah, I'm, you? still, I'm still going and climbing up the ladder, you know, and the barrels are coming down, the barrels of old age, you know, but I feel great. I feel like I could keep voice acting for the next 30 years, you know. As long as I have it, as long as I'm still able to do it, I, I'm still 100% on go, you know. So can I ask, how does the process work these days? Do you do you go in, do you do it from home? Do they reuse any older lines? Like how does you know, it work? I, I actually have the most amazing thing is that we do have some studios that I can work out of, which is fantastic, you know. And I also have my under the bed covers production company, which is, you know, in the old days, you, I had to carry around a computer with a, a, a special audio card in it and an external box to digitize the sound and a Sennheiser 416 $2,000 microphone with a microphone stand and a preamp. And, you know, I was like loaded down walking through the airport like this so I could do a sound file. Now I have my iPhone. I plug in my microphone and I, you know, a $10 piece of software, a twisted wave. And all of a sudden I'm doing broadcast quality recording. So it's fantastic. Technology has come so far. And, you know, I've been doing this character now for 30 years. 30 years. You ask what that that feels like. It makes me so joyful and so happy. Nintendo's been so loyal to me and helped me uh, by giving me more joy and more gifts and more characters. And how I feel about it is grateful every single day, you know. And it's what I wish for every everyone in the world, And you know, is, is... that you find out what it is that you love to do in life, that you that you follow your heart and whatever that means to you. And I know that was told to me by a, a beautiful old crone when I was 28 years old, and I had no idea what she meant, but I've pursued that way my whole life since then. Follow your heart, she said, you know, seek your destiny, seek your uh, your truth, your passions, your joy, build your own dream. Because that's what you deserve. And that's the promise of life is that you can build your own dream in happiness, in joy, you know. And I don't mean it like a preacher. I just mean the practicality. What's your focus in life? Is it joy? Is it happiness? Is it loving? Is it giving? Is it finding what really gives you joy and doing that? Because if it is, you're going to find it. You may say, I'm going to be the voice actor for Mario. I certainly didn't. I said, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be happy, you know, and, and that's what I work towards. And things just fell into my 
world. I happened to fall in love with acting, but I, when I initially started, I was the most shy person I'd ever met in my life. I could hide in a room of two people. You would not know I was there. I was like that little plant behind you over there. It's just like, I, you know, what's that? Oh, it's a plant, you know? So, you know, but, but things change and I sort of bounced from one thing to the next, you know, accidentally becoming a real actor, accidentally becoming a voice actor, accidentally becoming uh, a trade show actor. And then one day, crashing an audition going there and, and landing the, oh. the job of a, of a lifetime the, that story is amazing marvelous man marvelous characters ever and then you know going around and doing comic cons getting to meet the nicest people in the world who now three or four generations say to me things like you know gosh you know i used to play with my grandparents when i was a kid now i'm playing with my kids you know and you realize that the joy the fun the innocence the the laughter the great music the great graphics has lasted for 30 years because the integrity of the very first Mario game and the most recent Mario game and all those games of that, of that uh, series, uh, you, you, you will never forget or never go, wait a minute, was that a Mario game? Oh no, you absolutely know. As soon as you hear it's the still music, got the heart, you, doesn't it? Yeah, it's got the heart. And that's, that is to me, because Nintendo has a passion for games. And I don't mean that as a sales pitch, but everybody I've ever met there loves video games. Mm -hmm. Everybody plays. You go into the office and they all have the characters on their their uh, their desks or, you know, a certain thing that means something to them. And it's all video game. It's all this great joy that they found in their lives, you know. And, and uh, that passion leads to great things. When you're doing something you passionately love, you know, getting back to that, doing what you love to do, it, it brings out the best in you. And I think that that's, that's the way it works, you know. I, I've heard, I don't know for sure, that Galaxy 2 exists because the engineers and the graphic artists and everybody <coughs> was having so much fun with the different gravity levels and different planets and the different, you know, uh, this and that, that they kept on producing things after the game had launched. And Mr. Miyamoto said, if we're having this much fun, let's do a sequel right now. Let's, let's just bring it. And, you know, and that's uh, for some people, that's their favorite game ever was Galaxy 2. <laughs> it's up there for me in terms of Mario, I have to say. Odyssey yeah. as well. There's, yeah. there's, there's yeah. A, they're all good games. That's the problem. There's there's not many bad ones. They're all good. I know, it's, right? To uh, me, it's like when I first saw Mario 64, I was like, wow! You know, it's just <laughs> so amazing. And then, you know, seeing, seeing oh, God. Luigi's Mansion, you know, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and that character branching out and and seeing Super Mario Bros. Wii, you know, that was so cute. And then Super Mario 3D World, every time it's such a, and, and, you know, the first time I ever went to Australia, I can tell you this story. Uh, the wonderful director there, David Yarton, who was the, the director of, of Nintendo Australia, called me up and said, hi, mate, I want you to come on down here. You know, I said, what? <laughs> That's my worst Australian. Sorry about that. I apologize. That's right brilliant. I, I, That's I, brilliant. I apologize. <laughs> said, you know, and I was like, I mean, really? Like, go to Australia? Yeah, he wants you to come down here. You know, what it costs and bring you down. And I'm like, you're kidding me. And, and so uh, there I was on an airplane and I get to Australia and this is so fun. He takes us out on his family boat and he's oh, taking yeah. great care of us. We, we had 70 interviews lined up. And I did a couple in on the way from the airport. And I'm like, we're in this gorgeous uh, hotel on the harbor. My room has a balcony overlooking this gorgeous Sydney Harbor. I'm like, this wow. is Barrett. <clears throat> this is Barrett. 
<clears throat> what's wrong with my throat? This is bad. And I started losing my voice. And I'll tell oh, you, no. I'm still great friends with David because he was one of the nicest people. He's like, no, nah, you mate, you sound all right. You sound all right. You're sounding better all the time. And I was going, no, no, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. And I had 70 interviews lined up and I lost my voice completely. <laughs> and it was like the most horrific thing because he had arranged Worst timing. I mean, the Australian football final where I, Mario would come up on the big screen. Oh, and, you know, wow. all this, these events and media. We had media coming into my hotel room. We had the whole place decorated as, as, as Mario Sunshine, you know, and the, the reporters could play. And I have no voice. And it's like, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do? Luckily, I had planned a two-week vacation after the, uh, the, the, the show, after the, the PR thing. So they said, listen, do you mind? You mind moving everything back a beat? You know? So they moved everything back a week. So I got my voice back and ended up doing all the interviews. But it was the most sensationally horrific thing in the world. And sensationally still- horrific. I love that. <laughs> oh, it's the only time I've ever lost my voice. It's, you know, of course, it's the actor's worst nightmare to lose yeah. your voice. And yet there was this one man who's like, don't worry, mate. You'll be all right. You sound better every minute. That's, don't worry. Don't and worry. he was an Aussie. Yeah. That's an Aussie. <laughs> That's the heart of Australia to me is the can do. Don't worry. Let's, we'll get through it. We'll do it. And we did, you know. And then bless him. He's just, uh, he and his whole family are this wonderful, positive, loving, you know, group of people that I uh, are dear friends for life. You know? That's fantastic. Uh, I'm yeah. glad you. I'm glad you love Australia, man. It's a it's a great oh, place. I love it too. It's so great. I mean, mind you, some of the insects scare me a little bit. <laughs> the thing yeah, that gets me, it is what gets me is I love walking on the beach, right? And you have a clam there that shoots it. If you step on it, it shoots a dart <laughs> into your foot. I'm like, who thinks of that? Who's who thinks? Oh, I know. There's a cute, adorable clam. Everybody, I, you know, and of course, for me, clams and oysters on the half shell, one of my favorite, are two of my favorite foods in the whole wide world. I, I, I was in, um, I think it was in Adelaide, where I went to this Greek restaurant Ooh. because it said they have the greatest oysters. And I met a guy there who was like 70 years old. He had been shucking oysters and the, was the world champion uh, oyster shucker uh, for decades in a row. And they had the most amazing oysters on the half shell. <laughs> wow. I, once I found him, I went to dinner there every single well, night. you got to be careful because you'll just mm. keep, you'll keep eating them and you'll be 30 yes, down. I do. <laughs> yes, I do. I'm not, you know, I, I won't, I won't even embarrass myself to tell you that when I first started doing shows and didn't feel like, Oh boy, this is really fun. I was in New Orleans and I believe I ate, I sat down at the little oyster bar that had been there for a hundred thousand years. And I said, Oh, I'll, I'll take a dozen of those. I believe I had 12 dozen. <laughs> That's a lot. Of I oysters. wouldn't put you, I wouldn't put a pasture. I've done the same. No, no, it's, it's easy to do, isn't it? Oh, uh, they're just so good. And you know, those are, <laughs> those are, those are Gulf oysters. When you have those ones and it's just, I think that this guy's, from two uh, bays down from Adelaide, um, it, that's where he gets his oysters from. They are oh, okay. rich, deep, briny, thick. Oh my gosh, they're just the the greatest. You know, nobody has better oysters than that. You were making me jealous though, as I was looking through your Instagram, and you go into these incredible places like yeah. Kuwait. I think you went to Dubai or. All over the shop you're going, and I'm yeah. thinking, I wish I could go to some of these places at the moment. I know, and I'll you're having you, so much my, fun as well. 
It oh. really is. And Mario fans are the greatest everywhere in the world. You know, I'm, I'm a Mario fan. Everybody's a Mario fan. And to meet people is just so adorable. Yeah, we were in um, uh, Kuwait uh, two years yeah. ago. And I had the most wonderful hosts there for their Comic-Con. And, you know, in the end, they, they, the, the, the father uh, gave me uh, the, the entire outfit. I can't remember what it's called. You know, and somebody took off their headdress oh, from Saudi yeah. Arabia and gave me the headdress part of it to wow. complete it. Just the most generous, kind, loving, wonderful people. The hospitality, like, like you just will never, never believe it. Just amazing. How much? Yeah. And here's what I've learned in all my travels. People are magnificent. They are just magnificent. Governments, maybe not so much. <laughs> you know, politics, maybe not so much. But yeah. the human heart is mm. just absolutely divine, absolutely wonderful. I, and people are truly good. But don't you feel like the Nintendo fans are a different breed? There's just something yes, about them? Like yes, just, I do. You agree? Yeah. They, you know, I think Mario touches everybody's heart, but he touches the child in us all. You know, that the joy, the happiness, there is no tragedy in Mario. There's only like, uh-oh, here we go. You know, mamma mia. That's as, that's as tragic as things get. You know, then it's like, oh, 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 you know, it's amazing. You know, uh, 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 I I do the Mario in real time thing, you know, and it was a marvelous thing. Hidden camera, hidden microphone. So if you're looking, you can see Mario, but I can see and hear you. So I might have just talk to everybody. Hello, Dad, how you doing? You know, oh, you got earphones on. Who are you listening to? You know, and it's just marvelous because people just suspend all disbelief and start mm. talking to Mario as though, well, of course I play you in the video game, so of course you're talking to me now. So let me ask you a couple of questions. And they would just sort of interview me. And, and you know, children are, are so cute. You know, they do things like, can I talk to your brother Luigi? Oh, I can't, I can't, I think I could try to get him, but I think he's in this kitchen making spaghetti meatballs. Besides, he's too shy. Hey, Luigi. Yeah, what do you want? Come on and say hello. I'm in the kitchen making spaghetti meatballs. Besides, I'm too shy. Oh, he says he's in the kitchen making spaghetti meatballs. Besides, he's too shy. You know, and, uh, and so they just suspend disbelief and they just ask questions. And this little boy, about four years old, said, Hey, Mario, when you die, do you see God? And I said, Well, uh, what happens is I go, <laughs> And then if it's the end of the third uh, life, I push start again. Because I didn't know what to say. But these beautiful, uh, open heart, beautiful soul. People are so good. Maybe it's only Mario fans that are good. I don't know. <laughs> I just But think, everybody yeah. I meet in the world is just is just really has the capacity of being absolutely magnificent. Do you do you ever get sick of doing the voice at all? Like do you ever have those days or is it just always a joy? Absolutely. It's always a joy. It's always a pleasure. It's always a thrill. You know, it's like when you re when you realize this beautiful gift that if I say, Mamma Mia, you number one, the person smiles. And to be able to give a smile to somebody and make their little day just a little tiny bit better by something that takes no effort at all for me, that is on the contrary, quite fun for me. It's 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 a, the greatest gift I've ever been given. And I'm grateful absolutely every day, every day of my life. It's like, wow, have I been given a gift and blessed with, with this marvelous, marvelous joy. Now, you, you probably remember a video that you did. It's on YouTube now. It's, um, it's called It's a Me Mario. 
It's got oh, yeah. 37 million views this video has now. Wow. And some of the comments, yeah. I just wanted to read them out to you, some of the comments. Um, God bless this man. Simply incredible. Aww. He's not a voice actor. He's my childhood. He's not the voice actor of Mario. Mario's the voice actor of him. <laughs> this man must be protected at all costs. <laughs> You're telling me if Charles was 10 minutes late to the audition, we'd have a different Mario? Now, is that true? Would you be, if yeah. you were 10 minutes late, that could have turned the time? 10 seconds later. Oh, my goodness. I was on the beach doing what actors do, waiting for my pager to go off. This is 30 years ago. We didn't have cell phones. They had big bricks for cell phones back then. But I, I was always state-of-the-art. I had a small pager because a lot of them were like this. you know. And So you were tech savvy. Go to a theater and the doctors were beep, 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 beep. You, know? you go to the opera. You go to beep, 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 beep. You know? So I had this thing and it's on vibrate. And as you know, of course, the batteries are, are still strong enough. And it goes, I'm like, and I look and I go, oh, it's my friend. I should definitely uh, call him up because I'm sure this means dinner. So I'm going to leave the beach and go to dinner. So I leave the beach. I get the pay phone, stick in my quarters, call my friend. He goes, hey, how you doing? He goes, you got to go crash this audition. I said, are, are you kidding me? I, I'm a professional actor. I, I, would, I would never crash an audition. Where should I go? And I have no idea why, but I left the beach, you know, brushed off the sand, got in the car, somehow found a parking space in downtown San Francisco where almost everywhere it's, you know, tow-away zone from 4 to 6 p.m. It's about 5.30 when I, or 5 o'clock when I, I get to the place, find a parking space, and I'm walking in the door, and the door opens up, and it's, it's the producer and the cameraman, and I recognize the Sony camera bag. And that's why I said, oh, hi, I'm sorry, can I please read for this? And I don't know why that popped into my brain, but I mean, literally it was like, uh, all right, all right, come on inside. The bar was just next door. I just want to add that little footnote. The bar was just like door or two down. Yeah, yeah. And that's where they were heading, right? For It was Cosmo time. Right. And I'm like, you know, and they're like, they turn around and goes, okay, so you're an Italian plumber uh, from Brooklyn called Mario for this uh, company called Nintendo. It's a video game character. So we're, they're creating a real-time animation system. I, I don't know how it's going to work. You're going to, like, glue things to your face. And when you move and you talk, that's going to make the cartoon character move and talk. And we'll have a hidden camera, hidden microphone. So you'll hear and see the audience, but they'll just see the cartoon character. And listen, we have no idea if this is going to work or not. But, you know, you, I'm not going to hire you to drink coffee all day. So make up a voice. Make up a video game. I don't care. Make up anything you want. And, you know, just just be in this character and talk. And when you run out of things to say, that'll be your audition. And so I'm sitting there thinking to myself, okay, so all day long, gonna talk. Okay, 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 okay. So this is me, this is what I believe acting is. Uh, is it's a dog chasing a stick on the beach, which is, that is exactly what I do in the process of like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, a stick, a stick, a stick. And I do my thinking beforehand, you know, because when once the stick gets out of the bag and starts throwing it, all I want to do is get the stick and bring it back and get, throw it again, throw it again, throw it again, throw it again. So I'm sitting there, you know, Italian plumber from Brooklyn, you know, hey, get out of my face. I'm working here. What do you want? I'm under your sink. Don't bother me. I'm thinking, okay, what if there are kids? You know, I don't want to be scaring kids. And my goodness, I don't want to do that negative sort of like, hey, get out of here all day long. You know, I want to make people happy. My first rule of comedy is never be hurtful. Always make the comedy come back on you. So so I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. So I had played Gremio in Taming of the Shrew 
gosh, in a theater production. Yeah, nice Italian guy. Broken like this. Ah, Senor Via Petruccio. I thought, well, that's great. I'll do that voice, but I'll make him younger. And then I'll just make a video. Now, I knew from video games, I had played Asteroids, you know, tuck, 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 you know, where you had that your bullet had to leave the screen before you could shoot the next one as the rock is coming in to crush your little spaceship. I had played Space Invaders, you know, and I was always horrified because I always lost, you know, and you again, it's like, <laughs> and they're going, I mean, I'm like, Every time I'm playing this game and losing every game, I played tank on an Atari, you know, the, you know, lost every single time. So I don't know anything about video games or I also whack a 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 You know, I said, but I, I like food. So I'll just make, make stuff about food, you know, and I'm sitting there thinking, well, what am I going to make about food? Action. Hello, I'm a Mario. Let's make a pizza pie together. You go get some sausage. I get some spaghetti. We put the spaghetti and the sausage in the pizza. And then I chase with the pizza. And if I catch with the pizza, you got to eat the pizza. And then you're going to make a pizza and chase me with the pizza. And, you know, I, I expected him to say, okay, thanks a lot. We'll see you later. What's and their reaction? What are the, stop. What's the face? What's their face look like? Are they... Happy? Are they stunned? Are they? You can't well, tell. Well, I don't. I don't know because I'm looking in the camera. You know, I'm looking in the camera the whole time. You know, I, I imagine. I, I remember they were very still. They were very still. You know, and I just kept. And then we're going to make a, a tagliatelle. And you, I'm going to chase you tagliatelle. And then we're going to make a lasagna. I chase you down the hill with a lasagna pan. If I catch you, you're going to chase me down the hill with a lasagna pan. Then we're going to ride together in a lasagna pan. And then I started making up pasta because I ran out of, you know, how many tortellini. <laughs> make a tazzolotello for pasta pizza grita pasta and then we're gonna make a pizza to put tello, you know and i just kept going and going and going and i'm having such a fun time being absolutely ridiculous you know and and, and i went until i heard stop talking cut there's no more tape thank you we'll be in touch i had talked until the tape ran out and i thought well that means you know we'll be in touch means there's the door we'll see you later but of course I left, went back to the beach, saw the sunset, had dinner with my friend, and he gets on the phone, he calls Nintendo, he says, I found our Mario, I got him. And that was the well, only the same day. Same day, only tape that he sent. Wow. Calls me up, goes, who do you have that can, you know, work when you're not working, you know, if you want to take a break, who can we put in there? I call a friend of mine, hey, Steve, you want to go and, you know, want to want to do a show in Las Vegas? I, you know, I, you just said, can you do imitate me? He goes, hello, it's me, Mario. He goes, hello, it's me, Mario. I said, Perfect. And we went, I introduced him to, to, to the, the guys there and they said, perfect, come on. And the next thing we were in South Pasadena, California, getting masks fit to our face and having these contacts glued to our face. So when I talk, I say, hello. And Mario's voice would go, hello. It was just absolutely miraculous. Wow. And I'm still doing that 30 years later, except now it's on a Macintosh computer. It tracks the, my, the sound of my voice. So, you know, if you say, Ooh, every mouth goes ooh, ah, e, you know, so it tracks that and does that in real time. We used to have computers bigger than your desk with with uh, dried ice on dry ice, you know, the freezing frozen yeah, nitrogen yeah. on it on top of them because it was crunching so many numbers that the heat these get to keep it cool. Computers would uh, overheat, yeah. So I mean, it was just it's just what a what a what a miracle. And it's you know like this technology so just makes makes it better. When did you? What year was it? That you f that you knew that this was a big deal. This game. At what point did the tables turn? I had such a good time doing the first CES. 
And it was a one-off. It was supposed to be only once. And then it was like, thank you very much. Uh, you know, have a nice life. And I had so much fun that we just had so much fun that they said, all right, all right, all right, come back for another one. And then after that one, we went out afterwards. I was joking. I was playing and making everybody laugh. And, you know, and then everybody was just having a great time. We got along terrific together. It was so much fun doing these shows. People were so surprised to have Mario talking with them. You know, back then it was a floating head and I could put you on screen and then put Mario's head instead of yours. And then I would say something and you would move your arms around, you know, where I could put a football game on and be the football or the quarterback or the announcer. There were just so many silly things we were doing. And it just went into one, into another, into another. And then the marketing department said, well, here, let's, let's, let's send this around America. So I did that. And, and I'll tell you, when I realized that, that I was recognizable as part of it, because I still thought, you know, I'm just doing, I'm just, you know, doing this character voice. I'm having so much fun. I want to do this for the rest of my life. And I was at, at, at the Consumer Electronics Show and, or E3 or something, and I'm, I'm walking yeah. between, you know, after the gig and walking for lunch. And yeah. someone said, excuse me, are, are you Charles Martinet? And I'm like, yes, I am. How, how did you know? He says, you're the guy that does Mario's voice. I said, yes, I am. He wow. goes, would you autograph something for me? And I said, well, sure, but I'm sorry. I don't have a piece of paper. I don't have a pen, but we can find one. He goes, that's okay. I have something. And he pulls out a Sharpie and pulls out about three or four games. He says, would you just autograph these for me? And I'm like, sure. And I'm like, I've never autographed anything in my life except wow. signed a few bad checks. So what do I know? And I'm like, how do you autograph this? You know, and I said, like, woohoo, Mario, Charles Martinet, you know, because Mario comes first always, you know. And I signed that and I gave it to him. I looked up and there were like 10 people standing behind him. And I'm like, why are they standing there? And the security guard brings a table and a chair for me. And I just sat there autographing in absolute, like, what is going on? What is going on? You know? It was just the beginning, and this was, gosh, you know, twenty years ago or so. <laughs> wow! And, um, and I, I guess the the emergence of social media and that sort yeah. of thing has even made it even. You know, you, I'm guessing you get more recognized a lot now. Yeah, I get recognized in person at airports, at restaurants, mm. and things like that, and that's always a joyful experience. People are so so kind, but you know, I I, I had no idea. The, the incredible phenomenon, except I also love the games. I can always find out the princess is not in this castle and not much more than that, but I love playing the games. I love the music. I love the, the graphics, the dynamics. The first time I saw Cappy, I thought, oh my goodness, this is going to be a magical game. And I was right. It is, you know, it, it's like consistently, they they amaze me. They absolutely amaze me. And I, I tell you, back to Australia for a second, you know, Oh, please. When I first played Mario, the first time I played, I, there was Duck Hunt and, and Super Mario, mm. you know, and they sent me a, a, a unit. And I'm like, oh, boy, I got a unit. I'm, I'm going to play. And it's like five o'clock in the evening. And I start playing. <coughs> and around five o'clock in the morning, I was playing Duck Hunt. I said five o'clock in the morning. I thought I really should get to sleep now. <laughs> I closed my eyes and I could still see the duck going quack, quack, quack. And the dog, you know, and I'm like, ah. yeah. and then, you know, of course, with Mario, it's like they, you know, you had three lives and then you had to start over at the beginning, you know. Yeah. So there I am in Australia with the, the, the GameCube and this incredible game, Sunshine, and all the reporters are coming into my room. 
to play. And they had invented this thing called the memory wand. And so I had that memory wand because we were showing that too in the interviews. And I would stick it in there. And as soon as the reporters would finish playing, we'd do the interview and they were about to leave before the next guy came back in, I would push save. So the, the next reporter had a little harder job and a little harder and a little harder. But for the first time, I got to get beyond my capacity in a game. And it was fantastic. <laughs> Bit of a cheater, cheating. Eh? Yeah, definitely. I am definitely a cheater. But I'll tell you, you know, I was in, in London for the launch of a Mario Maker. And that was just incredible. Like this club of people that in, 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 a, in a pub, they're, they're, everybody has to make a Mario level that's, that's you know, really hard to get through and you know uh that, that but they have to be able to get through it in order to be the best and that and this guy won and you know they're like 30 people and they would give three tries to get past you know the end it took six people to get past the first obstacle you know and this guy did it all and it took it, it took another you know hand the controller down took three more people to get past the second obstacle but as soon as people learned how to get through one they could get through that they get the second yeah. one. and then the third one it was like, and nobody ever got all the way through except the guy that created it. I thought, oh my goodness, there's just no end to the possibility of the challenges in a Mario game. <laughs> oh, Mario Maker is fantastic, isn't it? Oh, that's one of the. It, I, if I had to get past, because the first thing was like this sideways things, you know, fire things on the wall going like this, you know. And I realized this was probably five years ago, six years ago. If I had to, to, uh, to get past that first obstacle in, in order to get home, mm. uh, I, I'd still be at the pub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm probably the same, mate. Don't you worry. But what fun, I mean, and what a fun, what a fun legacy for everybody, you know. Like, yeah. What do you do for a living? We try to make people smile. We try to make people have fun. We 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 dedicate ourselves to have people having a great time, you know. I think that's just great. That's what everybody should do in life. It's amazing, mate. I've got a few um, people here that want to reach out to you in the live chat. Oh, sure. Um, Squad up here says, thank you, Charles, for making my childhood happen. Oh, bless you. Thank you. It's, uh, you know, it's such a pleasure. And I tell you, it's an incredible honor to 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 be held in that way that I helped make your childhood even better. So, so thank you very much. Thank you. JB here says, can you do an impression of Bowser, Charles? You know, I'm terrible at doing that. I can go, I can do, I can do what brings you to the throat of the world. I can do Parthenax, but Bowser, you know, I can't, I can't do it. You have to go talk to Kenny about that one because he's, he's such a good Bowser. Oh, I forgot you were in Skyrim. I can't believe yeah. that. How did yeah, you get that? that? How did you get that ago. gig? You know, that was back in the day when you I still had all those microphones and everything and I and I and I was trying to adapt into a phone and I tried it and the audition wouldn't work at all. So I went on to GarageBand and did it. And I only had one shot at it because I didn't know how to use GarageBand. So I had one shot, sent it to my agent down in LA, you know, got a phone call. Hey, you know, you're are you available this week? And it happened to be the week before E3 in LA. I'm like, touchdown, I'll be there. And I went there and just had a wonderful time in the session. That was a really funny session, too, because everything was like on a TV monitor instead of a script, you know. And when I'm on a script, I can go, oh, cheating, 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 improv. You know, I can put the phonetics on how to pronounce something because they're all this. They invented a whole language called That's dragon what I mean. speech, yeah. you know? Gliforganac, you know, and I, I, what, what's a Gliforganac, you know, <laughs> that's a blah, 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 blah. So I, you know, and then get to the Gliforganac, I cut. 
uh, Charles, I think it's a Gaflorga Nuck, you know, but it says Nack. No, it's Nook. Nack? Nook. Okay, good. So then, and then we get to the Florga. Hang on a second. We're going to call the writers. They'd call the writers. I know it's not a Gaflorga Nack or a Gaflorga Nook. It's a Gaflorga Nick. You know, and then I'd have all three of those in my little brain. And, you know, you're trying to scan ahead. And, of course, it's the last word on the page before the next phase. So, you know, there's like, I got to get there. And I got to do a little scissor pause and then get ready for the next page. And, of course, blah, 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 blah. they get flogged on a ho, ho, ho. You know. <laughs> but they were great. Bethesda was oh, terrific to work it. with. Wonderful yeah. people. I'm just, you know, just in D.C., uh, somebody had made a couple of the, the helmets. Oh, uh, wow. Of their own hands. Yeah. This is the thing is about Comic Cons. The cosplay is like one of the most delightful. Hasn't it evolved things. over the years? How good is it now? Oh, it's fantastic. People are are, are so creative. The, these guys were there. There was like a, 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 a two women as Mario and Luigi that were absolutely adorable. There were whole families of Mario, you know, with the mom is the princess, yeah. the daughter is Daisy. That's you great. know, the little baby is told. It's like, it's so adorable, you know? And <laughs> cosplay is a serious business. These guys oh, take yeah. it very seriously because these competitions are are for the ages. <laughs> oh, yeah. And some of them make a living out of it. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, it's, it's amazing. Uh, April here says, I think Mario is very special and very amazing, just like you, Charles. Thank you, April. Thank you. That's very kind. He really is, you know, and I aspire to be more like him every day. <laughs> Is Mario inspired by Popeye, Charles? Oh, you, you know, that's a great question. Actually, Mario was inspired by my Grammy, for the voice itself, on Grammy and Taming of the Shrew uh, that I had played, uh, where Petruchio was a 1940, it was 1947, Petruchio was a, a, an American veteran going to Italy to find a bride, and I was the bride's father. But, you know, I can tell you that the the inspiration for how you know five years of improv before i did mario 64 and the wonderful opportunity a year after starting to do mario teaches typing and i went in there and i saw mario teaches typing you know you know you, you're trying to teach you how to type you know the you know oh that wasn't very good you know you, that was a fail try again you know that that was no good you know and i said can i just change this a little bit because i'm trying to be very optimistic because there are kids out there oh sure go ahead and that was the best direction i've ever had sure go ahead because my principle is always be kind, you know, in my performance, always. And any villainy, it has to come back on the person, on the on the person. Never should be at the expense of the watcher. And so I thought, well, what if Mario is not a character who says no, and that's bad, or that wasn't good enough, or you failed? What if I said instead, you know, that was great, you know, oh, that was great. And I know you can do even better. Let's try again. You know, that doing that, transformed me into understanding the heart of the character and i've held that with me ever since that's amazing man i, I, could, li I could listen to you all day by the way Charles. <laughs> thank I'm, you i'm loving this um i want to ask you as well do, do you still get voice direction to this day or how does that work or oh, do they sure. let you do they let you go free a little bit more these days or oh what? well they've always let me have freedom yeah. i have a principle when i'm acting is always do the script exactly as written the first time and then take it farther and then farther and then farther and then take it farther with more improv, more silliness, more pitch, more variety, more just, you know, just let the dog off the leech leash a hundred percent. And I do that until they say, stop talking. <laughs> There's no more tape because 
that gives them a variety of options that they can choose from or splice together. And I think that, uh, you know, always the writing is impeccable. You know, geez, the scripts that I've done, they're just so true to the character. It's magnificent. And then I have, with my life experience with them, you know, the freedom to then explore just a little bit more silliness, a little bit more crazy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mushy Jack, have you ever been to Super Nintendo World in Japan, Charles? I have not yet been to Super Nintendo World in Japan. I can hardly wait to go to Super Nintendo World in Japan. I, I just can hardly wait. I was hoping to go before the Olympics, and I was hoping to go for the Olympics, and then I was hoping to go just after the Olympics. But, you know, the, the things have been really rough and a bumpy road. So as soon as I can, I'll be there for sure. Yeah, I'd love to go. I've never been to Japan. Oh, I can't wait. I'd love yeah. to go to Japan. I've never been. Um, oh, you will love it. It's yeah. the most amazing country. People are so incredibly kind and thoughtful oh. and really, really caring, and it's just marvelous. Ari, what a beautiful soul Charles is. Oh, Dan great. Allen, please tell Charles um, I've been watching him for years, and please send my regards from Canada. Also, does he speak Italian? His accent is awesome. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, that's so kind. Thank you very much. Uh, grazie mille. Io parlo un po' italiano, ma non perfettamente. I, I speak some Italian, and it's funny because I speak Spanish and French, uh, you know, and, and so uh, when I get lost, I just invent words in French or Spanish to, and put an Italian accent to it. And about 10 years ago, when I just started this process, I was talking Italian to this guy in a restaurant in Germany. And he said, you know, I don't know what you're saying exactly, but you say it very well. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. And since then I've been studying Duolingo, so I understand better and speak better. But pretty much basically I'm still faking everything on that. <laughs> That's fantastic. How much memorabilia do you have, Charles, these days? You must have a lot. You know, that is such a lovely question. I used to have a tremendous amount, but I lived in a little beautiful pink house in Sausalito, built in 1879 for Frederick Schiller's family. And I had all my memorabilia there. And my landlord had said, well, when I pass away, you have first option to buy the house. I had even had the letter that was signed, you know, and, and unfortunately that wasn't in the will per se. And so two days before Christmas, I got a notice to evict in 60 days. And at the time, I thought, well, I'll just move everything to another place. But the rents had gone up. And, and for me, to find another place meant paying double for something that was nowhere near as nice. They didn't have the, you know, coffered ceilings and the hand-carved doorways. And, and so I thought, what would it be like to live out of a suitcase? And I was spending more and more time traveling around. I was seeing somebody, uh, you know, from another country. And I thought... Okay, give everything away, sell everything, and live out of a suitcase. So I did that for five years. And that was a marvelous adventure because, you know, I, we all become so attached to the things that we have in life. And for me, it was like, eh, I cannot get attached to something because if I do and buy it, I have to throw something out because I got to carry it. <laughs> wow. So I lived out of a suitcase and it was a great thing because I, I met a very wealthy man who was a developer. And, you know, this was about 15 years before when I was doing AIDS rides. We did AIDS rides together uh, to raise money for AIDS charities. Um, and and um, 
he was very wealthy, had built himself this gorgeous home in the hills. And from his infinity pool, which I had never really experienced before, you, you know, a massive house, you could see nothing but forests and the mm. ocean. And it was like, oh, my goodness. And he said, you know, I was just drooling on his house, telling you how marvelous it was. Just, you know, I aspire to live out of a suitcase one day when I die. And I thought, hey, okay, what does that mean? You know, and I didn't understand until I was living out of a suitcase. There's a certain level of freedom that you have. You know, you, you don't have a home. You don't have an anchor. But I was really lucky because I had really, I have really wonderful friends that would take me under their wing, you know, and they would say, okay, okay come on, you know, come and stay with us for a while. And then I'd, you know, be off and visiting my sweetheart. How long ago was this? Uh, this was until about uh, three years ago. Three oh, years ago. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, we moved to, uh, yeah, we moved to in together and the rest is history. Wow. That's amazing. So how lo- how long did you actually do that for? A while? Uh, about five years. Wow. About, about I couldn't years. imagine doing that. I thought it was seven because, but I, as I try to go re- reconstruct the history, you know how, you know, in your memory, it's never quite the truth, but it's always what you, but like for me, when I used to talk about, you know, oh, I got a phone call on the beach and it was my friend saying, go crash an audition. And then I realized I didn't have a cell phone then. He must have paged me. Because I remember running off the beach to go to this audition, but I, I in my brain, I filled uh, it in, yeah. you know, yeah, 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 which yeah. is the way sweet memories work, I guess. Daniela, you're making my dream come true, Charles. Uh, Eve says, "What was your favorite Nintendo console, Charles?" Oh, that's a really good one. I, well, you know, for me, <laughs> well, the N64 was great. I had an orange one that was really fun, oh, and it was gosh. so revolutionary. My original, you know, SNES was like, wow. And I love my Switch because it's like, you're kidding me, really? You know, just like everything. And I love the Wii, too. The Wii was really super fun because it was like, get off the couch and do things. Yay! You know, just trying to get all that stuff. So they've all been lots of fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've got a special place for the Wii. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just love the Wii. Back in, yeah. it's, it's an amazing thing, and I think this is Nintendo-centric, that the technology always comes because the creativity demands it. Mm. You know, there was like, okay, we're going to play on this screen. You know, okay, we're going to move around. We're going to have a hero. Oh, we'll have a hero. Well, that means we need to do something. All right, let's side scroll then. Okay, 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 okay. Let's make it 3D because it's so much fun to run. Wow, look at that. Okay, let's get it off the couch and we're running around. Let's have a Game Boy so you can carry it with you wherever you go. You know, it's always the, 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 the let's make more fun. Let's make more joy that, that creates the, the need for the technology. So, you know, I, I'm just in awe uh, after 35 years of this amazing step after step after step. I always think nothing better could come and something always better, uh, something better always comes. It's, it's just amazing. Charles, did you do the voice of Luigi for Super Mario 64? Yes, I believe I did, but I'm not sure. You know, I, I don't actually remember doing that, um, but but I, I would imagine so. There was one other guy that they were using, trying to use, but they ended up not using him. And I think that later I recorded Luigi or something. I'd have to hear it, then I'd know for sure. Yeah, yeah. Jo- um, hey, Charles, you were my childhood, and I remember dressing up with my brother as the Mario Bros. You are a oh, legend. 
Bravo. Thank you so much. That's so kind of, that that was adorable. You know, I always tell children, you know, dress up as Mario and Luigi because you get great candy on Halloween, a very American thing. You guys celebrate Halloween? It's such a, you know, and they, and they go, okay, we'll do that this time. I'm like, yay, mission accomplished. We have another cute little kids going to run around. So adorable. Craig has a good one here, and I want to know as well, does Mario have a last name, Charles? Yes. Yes, he does. Mario's last name is Mario. <laughs> Mario, Mario, and Luigi, Mario, and Mamma Mia, Mario, and Papa Mario, and Grandmamma Mia, Mario, and Grandpapa Mario, etc., etc. Yes, it's Mario, Mario. <laughs> there we go. Confirmation. I love it. Um, oh, wow. Charles is the voice of my childhood, says Train Go Boom. Can Charles speak French? Because I'm oui, French. Oui, je parle français. Ça, c'est un langue que je parle assez bien parce que j'ai vécu en France. I lived in France. Wow. And then I had French friends. Uh, so uh, afterwards, who, you know, who continued to correct me <laughs> throughout <laughs> my, my many flaws, you know. So I speak Spanish and French. I lived in Spain under uh, uh, Francisco Franco. Uh, he was a dictator, a fascist. Uh, and uh, so I do not speak Catalan which is what I would be speaking Catalan and Spanish had it been legal, but it was illegal back in 1967 to 71 when I lived there. Wow. You've been all over the globe. Where haven't you been? Let me ask you that. I still haven't been to Croatia. Uh, I wow. still haven't been to uh, Russia. Um, uh, I've been to Burma. I didn't go to Laos. I missed Laos, uh, but I did uh, Burma. Uh, Thailand, of course, Cambodia, uh, Vietnam, North and South, you know, but, but I, I missed Laos. That's not many. I've only named like five countries. You've been to a <laughs> lot of places. I want to go to Cook Islands. I want to oh, go yeah. to Madagascar and I want to go to, uh, yeah, wow. uh, to Tanzania and, and uh, Tasmania and not the Cook Islands, but there's a place that Australians love to go that's an island that's kind of a holiday island. Oh, okay. New Zealand? No. <laughs> <laughs> Kiwi! Uh, <laughs> no, I'll uh, think about it tonight at 4 o'clock in the morning. Oh, I got it! <laughs> I'll give you a call. I got it, I got it. You say, Go to bed, click. <laughs> um, Charles, your favorite Mario game. Now, you've probably heard this a thousand times, but... Favorite Mario game, Charles, if you had you know, to pick one? It's a, that's a great question. It's always impossible to answer. For me, uh, Mario teaches typing was the cornerstone of everything. And the launch pad was, was Mario 64. I, I, I mean, the, I would always get to just a certain place. But when, when the GameCube came out and the memory won, Sunshine to me was just the most delightful, amazing plot and, and game. I really love the Galaxy series and Super Mario Bros. Wii, that side-scrolling game, was just so fun and so silly. And then to me, 3D World was hilariously fun. And a lot of this is because the recording sessions were so fun. I went into that recording session after seeing the, the sort of like things, the ideas at, at E3, and I, and, I, and I see these little kitty paws, and I'm like, meow, meow. And, you know, and the notes from, from uh, uh, the, the directors are a little bit more strong. <laughs> meow, meow. A little bit more strong. Meow, meow. You know, and it's like, and I thought, oh, the heck with it, go with it. That's the one right there. And I'm like, okay then, you know. <laughs> so from then on, it was like, wow, what silly fun! It was just terrific fun. You know, when you 
when you get something, you go, oh, this is really amazing. Yeah. You know, then, then it's like, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Go get the stick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Dan, tell Charles that I think I thank him for shaping my favorite childhood character and that I have plenty of respect for him. That's from Marcus. Oh, thank you, Marcus. I, you know, I'm just so happy that I could do it. I'm so blessed that I was given the opportunity and, and uh, lucky I didn't get fired for all the times I stepped too far over one edge or another. You know, just they always had that faith and trust in me and said, all right, come back. Let's play some more, you know, because I, I guess I just have so much fun in the sandbox, you know. <laughs> Oh look, a new toy! Yippee! You know you got to have fun. You got to have fun, don't you? You got to love it. What's know? going on with the movie? Do you know much about the movie, Charles? Are I you... know absolutely nothing about the movie. Tell me you're going to be in the way it. It is until Nintendo says, uh, you know, puts it on Nintendo.com. Tell me you're going to be in it, please. I know nothing about the movie uh, until Nintendo.com announces everything. You uh, know, we're we're all sworn. This is an amazing thing. I don't know if you have any uh, young actors out there, but if you're a young actor and you get an audition or you get a job, you know, be sure that that product is launched. Be sure that that product is announced. Because even if you don't file or sign a, a non-disclosure agreement, which I get often from a lot of the, the, the people that I work with, even if you don't get it, it can ruin your career if you post, wow, I just got a Disney audition. I'm so oh, excited. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. this stuff is like top, top. This is like secret. You know, like mm. The president doesn't even get a, a, a suitcase <laughs> with the nuclear codes in it. Nobody knows. <laughs> Everything is codenamed and, you know, and, and, and top, top secret. So do yourself and your career a favor mums the word keep it down to yourself until you know ask permission or find out when it's announced and go okay now can i do it yippee i auditioned for this i you know or whatever i'm not but trying to get sure. in trouble child i i actually I don't, I don't know much about the movie or like what's going on with it so i thought i'd ask the man himself but we'll neither we'll, i know nothing we'll keep we'll keep waiting hopefully something something comes about dog boy here says um, could I please hear my username from the coolest guy on earth? Love you so much. Uh, his name's Dogboy76. Super Dogboy76, you number one. Woohoo! See you in my games. <laughs> There's another day made. Antonio, Charles, your voice brings me back to my childhood playing Super uh. Mario 64. Mario Kart 64, thank you for the nostalgia moments. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you. How about Mario Kart Double Dash? Wasn't that, I mean, oh. that to me was the greatest Mario Kart. I had so much fun. And when the babies win, and when they lose, I almost forgot I do the babies too. Mamma mia, let's go. Yippee. <laughs> the babies too. Those are my other two just absolute loves. Oh, it's amazing. Chronix, uh, please tell Charles he's really open-hearted person, really kind and funny as well. One of the best voice actors in the world. I remember playing Mario with my cousin too. Thank you. Isn't it funny? Thank There's you, so Mark. many different stories from different people of different games growing up or like they're all different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And the way it touches you is different because, you know, this is another thing I just believe in the beauty of humanity. We we are all the same because we all experience the same range of emotions. 
And sometimes Mario touches people who are just having a wonderful time. Sometimes he touches people that are having a very difficult time. And as a touchstone, a cornerstone is the way to get through something. You know, I can't tell you how many times people have said to me, I was having the hardest time of my life. And I always knew that I had turned to Mario again. And then there you'd be with joy and happiness and fun. And just hearing that, woohoo, helped make my day survivable. And I think, oh my goodness, you know, that's the thing about life. You are always having so much more impact than you could possibly think that you could ever have. And you just never know it. You know, there's the, uh, the, the, the old uh, Sanskrit wisdom that, a, you know, a, 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 a grain of sand touching a, uh, the, the surface of a, a lake, uh, the, the, the wave extends outward all the way to the shore and beyond the shore, all through the universe. And it's really true. It's every time you do something in life, it's touching other people. And, and you know, whether it's you're doing your, your destiny is I want to drive a, a garbage truck. Yay. And then you do that with joy and love in your heart. Everything you do gets touched by that joy. Everything you do gets touched by that love. It, we are so much more profoundly powerful than we realize. And I think the bottom line is we, we don't have the, the uh, bandwidth to be able to understand how much we really, you know, mean in the world, how much everybody means, everybody means, you know, that life is this beautiful gift. I tell you what, man, you mean a lot to a lot of people in here. This is one of the most wholesome and positive chats that I've ever had. I've had over 60 guests on and just every comment is um, positive and, you know, just thankful and grateful so it's really amazing to see i'll give you a couple more because i know you're a very busy man you're being very gracious with your time um s mario ug says charles you're amazing what happened the first time you voice waluigi oh that was in mario i think mario tennis or golf i think it was tennis you know and that was so delightful i talk about a gift I, you know, I go out, you know, I always used to get a phone call. This before emails were really popular, you know, maybe we want you to come up and do a game, Yippee! you know, run around the house for a while. When? Oh, oh, and they say, okay, Yippee! run around the house for a while. You know, I mean, thank goodness <laughs> I didn't have a bouncing ball because I would, that was me already. So <laughs> I go up to Seattle. I think we recorded that in Seattle at bad animals um, studio up there. And uh, I go in and there's this TV monitor uh, and there's a picture of Waluigi. And I'm like, oh, that's really fun. Yeah, yeah we want you to do a voice from, you know, like Wario is the nemesis of Mario. This is Luigi's nemesis. And I'm thinking, okay, okay, personality type, uh, you know, because Luigi has a more fear base. So what's a sort of like uh, a, a, an antithesis of fear base? Well, it's kind of like self-pity. You know, the, 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 oh, poor me, nobody, oh, man, so I can be me, because everybody, everyone, hey, you know, and I start doing that, and I, plus, I start seeing these arms moving around, like, you know, and so I started doing that, and oh, yeah, we like that, because Luigi be like this, you know, and so, so, yeah, I start doing that, you know, and they're like, yeah, let's try that, you know, so we start recording, you know. <laughs> and, and it, uh, you really you know? do have the best job of the world, man. You I have really, the best job of the world. You really do. And the people uh, I work with at Nintendo, they sit there watching me through the booth and they go, Yeah, that's great. Oh, I love that. That's great. Uh, what if he said this? I go, Oh, say this. Okay. I do 50 versions of whatever they just said. 
And so I don't even know whose idea anything is. All I know is we're all having is a great there, time, and then we eat sushi. Is there any footage of you in the booth doing that? I'd love to see you like some footage. You know, of that I'm one. sure. You know, there. I'm sure there is. Yeah. Uh, and I have no idea. Where You've never is. seen any. You've never seen no. any. No. No. Wow. I. You know, I'm this sort of actor. You know, there's some actors that can put put the you know, sit down and do everything looking at the at a sheet of paper. For me, I have to be standing there. I can't go, woohoo. I have to go, woohoo. I'm doing all the gestures. If I'm seeing them on the screen or if I just, yeah, I'm just doing them because I feel like the energy comes out of the ground and through me, you know, and, and that's how I do it. So it's full energy all the time. Can you quickly tell me about working with David Fincher on the game? Oh, he, that was hilarious. That, that's, a, that's a great question. Well, you know, I, I, I was really busy and I, you know, and I, I, you know, and they called me up for an audition, you know, and, and uh, uh, the, the casting director said, you know, because you know, they said, what can you imagine yourself doing in this script? And I said, you know, to be honest with you, I have no idea. I could play, you know, the, the businessman that, you know, in the, in the cafe, I could do things, but I don't, I don't really see myself as being, he says, well, I think you look exactly like Michael Douglas. And I think you're perfect for his father. And I was like, huh? I had never <laughs> thought about that in a million years. And so I'm doing this other video and the director flies and down. Hey, why don't you come and meet the director? I said, I can't, I'm doing a video. I said, can I come at six o'clock? Then I'll be done with the video. They're like, you're, you're asking the director to wait for you? I said, yeah, because I can't get there. But I'm not going to quit a video. I'm making $300 a day. And, said, and this is right, David, David Fincher. I'll wait for you. And so I go in the, in the room with David Fincher and I talk and chat, you know, and that sort of thing. And then I think they wanted a, a second callback. And I did exactly the same thing because I was working this, another video. So I made him wait again. And he's like, okay, you've got the job as, as the father. And we're going to open the movie. We're going to open the movie. The first shot is you jumping off the roof or, you know, jumping, you know, jumping out of the window. But I was really on the top of Filoli Mansion, all the way up at the top of Filoli Mansion. You know, they drove, you know, and he comes to me in my, you know, the, the day before to do a rehearsal. And he's like, you know, uh, really appreciate you doing this. And, um, you know, we have stuntmen uh, for everything. And, uh, you know, we're happy to have the stuntmen. I said, oh, no, I want to jump. He's like, you do? I said, yeah, sure, I'll jump. I'd love to jump. I, 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 I want to jump. Of course, I didn't know where I was going. And then we get there and they crane me up about 60 feet, you know, 20 meters up in the air to the top of this roof. And, you know, and they built a platform on one side and it's going to be the first shot, first morning light is going to be down from there. The sun comes up over there and it's going to be like on my face as I, you know, step off the, the edge, you know. You know, I throw a cigarette and then I step off the edge and I get up there and, the, you know, they've got this little bed for me to jump face into. And they, the, the stunt coordinator puts a harness around me and he says, make sure you don't fall. I said, well, I mean, I got this harness. I, what, what's the worst that will happen? He said, oh, you'll break your arm, your leg and your hip uh, because, you know, you, the, your body weight will, will, will snap you in half. I'm like, great. You know, and David Finch is like, OK, so what I want you to do is kind of like, you know, just throw your cigarette off and then just kind of step off. You know, just kind of throw your cigarette off and then just step off. You know, and I'm like. Yeah, okay. And I throw the cigarette and I step off and I'm poof, face first in the, you know, in the, in this uh, mattress they have there, not all the way at the bottom, but just, you know, I, I'm standing here, I go yeah. flat face like this, but it's about, you know, two feet below the, the roof line. And I'm like, great, great, great. No problem. See you tomorrow morning at 3am. So the next door morning, I get the set at 3am, 
have my little steak sandwich and my, you know, they feed you so well. Oh, on these I meetings. can imagine, you man. Believe it. I can you imagine. wouldn't believe it. Oh my gosh. You know, oh. bacon and eggs in a tortilla with sausage and ham and oi, oi. It was they so look great. after you. So yeah. I, yeah. So I do that. I fill up on that. And then I go, we get up to the top of the roof. You know, the, the, the first morning light is coming and they've got, they're doing it on a, a super zoom camera. So it's going in slow-mo. So it's going like about 1.5 or two times speed and it's you know david fincher uses a lot of silver nitrite in his uh nitrate in his uh, film to give it that dark deep sinister ah, look okay. you know when you see the streets of san francisco instead of these gay happy little beautiful they're like you know so so you know i'm up there you know and you know everything's by radio and action and action you know throw my cigarette off step off the edge Go back up and I'm like, how was that? How was that? Did I bring the stick? Did I bring the ball? You know, the camera jam. Oh. First shot of the film and the camera jam. <laughs> this multi-million dollar feature oh, film, no. you know, with all kinds of stars and everything and me and, and, and it jammed. And I just stood up there on the roof. Well, well, try it again. Keep rehearsing while we wait. So I stepped off that thing 50 times, but the light was all wrong. You know, David Fincher knew exactly what he wanted, you know, as, as great directors do. And the light was wrong. So, you know, they just sat there going like, what are we going to do? This ruins our whole schedule because every day, every minute of every day is scheduled. Oh, yeah. And he's yeah. like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? And somebody, possibly David, came up with the idea of, well, here's what you do. Let's switch everything 180 degrees and we'll get it the last light of the day. So they did that. But meanwhile, I stayed on that set for 14 hours going, da, 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 da. I'll have a lobster, please. Oh, another steak, please. Sandwich? Well, I could try one of these. Oh, a little petit four. <laughs> you know, I was just you like five long. pounds I mean, heavier by the time the scene's yeah. ready. <laughs> Bigger than a whale. By then, I was breaking the platform every time I stepped into it. I'll tell you. But that was hilarious. And then, uh... I'm, you know, then I'm in the scene... And the scene where I'm on the ground dead, you know, where, you know, the blood coming out of my ear. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. David Fincher goes, yeah, I'm really sorry about this. I I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. And I'm like, why are you apologizing? I'm just sitting here like this. And he pours the fake blood into my ear. Oh, hole. okay. That's why he's sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, ah! you hear Because it goes in your ear. And then for the next six months... I would like, you know, clean my ear out and there's more blood. I'm like, more blood. I'm like, I didn't know it. It must have gone all the way to my other ear. Oh, my you know, goodness. Through the, through the big void in the middle Jeez. and filled it up or something. Because I I did I had blood coming out of there for years. Wow. So, you, like, you watched that movie back. It was a pretty good movie, wasn't it? Like, Yeah, it was pretty good. Although there was something about it that I didn't, you know, the 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 part where he reveals the Swiss bank account numbers. Well, I, I was with somebody who went, Oh no, Oh no, no, no. Oh, that okay. Too secure. He never, you know, and I'm like, it's not realistic. Yeah, it, yeah. It wasn't realistic for them. I thought it was pretty good. I thought the whole film was pretty good. I thought, you know, Michael Douglas was amazing, but I'll tell you what, I never thought I looked like Michael Douglas until they're shooting. I'm doing the film and, he walks out of a hotel room and walks down a quarter. And I went, I, I wasn't in that shot. And I went, oh, my gosh, that was the only time in my life. 
I looked like Michael Douglas. Really? Like I could conceivably be his father. So that yeah. casting director somehow saw something that I didn't see. And David Fincher saw something that I didn't see. And people went, yeah, you look just like him. And I'm like, you're kidding me. You know, but people say I look like my brother and I can't see that at all either. So I really admire people that, you know, have that talent because I, I, I don't. Christopher uh, says, many years ago, I watched you talk to people all day at Nintendo World as the mocap CG Mario, and you're brilliant. Oh. What is your improv background, um, Charles? Yes. <laughs> I, you know, that was yeah. the beginning of my improv was when I started doing, you know, here's the thing. I've always been the class clown, even though I was the most shy person in the world. You know, I was also in certain circumstances, the class clown. So I, you know, I always was playful and always doing things, always trying to make my mother laugh. And so that led from one thing to another. And before you know it, I'm doing this. But I was so shy when I first stood up to do my first monologue. My right leg was shaking like this. And I heard this voice inside, put your weight on your right leg. So I put my leg, and the left leg is when they said, put your leg, e you know, weight evenly. I put them evenly. And then both were shaking like this. And I'm sure that people who are listening were, you know, but, but at the end, they might went, yay, how come you're the only person that wasn't nervous? And I'm like, what? How you? I was so terrified. So oh, yeah. I just started gaining confidence in doing things and, and getting rid of my chronic shyness. I shook like this when I went on stage for the first time, you know, part of the thing, Adam, but there is a serve on your balcony. And I'm like shaking like this. And the, 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 the designer comes back and goes, you were fantastic. I don't know what it is, but you got it. You got it. And I'm like, did I live through it? I lived through it. I didn't. Did I actually do this thing? Because I can't remember because I'm, you know, I was so terrified, you know, but then you start getting more and more comfortable. And then you're able to, like, leave a script behind. And so I had been, you know, doing, I did, you know, gosh, before I did Mario's first voice, maybe uh, 1,000 radio and TV commercials, wow. 1,600 corporate videos and training films and things like that. Oh, there you and go. people yeah. always laugh, so I just did it. You know, and then when Mario came along, it's like, there is no script, start playing. And I'm like, Okie dokie, you know, let's make up our own. You were already, re you were ready to go at that point. Yeah. 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 That's it. You know, my Jack Nicholson said that when he got his Oscar award for, um, you know, that, uh, 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 that film that he did on the crazy house, uh, uh it, it, that he said, it took me 20 years to make it overnight. And so that is life. Yeah. Life is long and you're learning the whole way. But I, one thing I, I want to definitely tell you is, you know, but the reason my comedy is never hurtful is because my very first acting class, which I was there against my own will, but but my, the, the, the teacher was a friend of mine, said, well, we'll eat lunch every day. Yippee, I'm there, you know. But he, he, this guy had a terrible stutter. And I asked him, I said, have you always had this stutter? And he said, no, on my 21st birthday, I went to Las Vegas with my friends. We had dinner and a show. And this comedian was a very acerbic comedian. And all of a sudden, the lights come on on my table. And it's like, hey, it's somebody's birthday here. Stand up, 21 years old. Oh, 21 years of misery for your parents. And everybody laughed. He said, look at that fat, pimply kid. Everybody laughed. He said, ah, oh, I bet your mother was sorry she had you. And every time that he would make a joke about me, I felt smaller and smaller. I could feel myself sweating. My body was, my friends were laughing. The audience was laughing. And I was so humiliated and woke up the next morning with a stutter. And I've had it ever since. And that to me, as everything is a life lesson on the, on the pathway, is like, never, ever hurt somebody with your comedy. Never direct it at, always back. And so that's, 
those life choices have made things for me, they're really important and, and always trying to be conscious and always trying to be aware of your impact. You know, the first thing we have as an adult, I think, is an awareness that we have impact. Because before then, it was like, here, catch the ball, bong, 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 do whatever you want. But then you go, oh, okay, if I say this, that's going to lead to a feeling of that. So I'm not going to say that, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. It's great advice, man. It's great advice to live by. Um, is there anything you want to say as we wrap up here to the fans that have tuned in and just over the years? Is there anything you want to quickly say? Oh, yeah. You know, from from my heart, I say thank you so much. And I, I hope that you you live your dreams and follow your heart and find out what it is that you love, no matter what it is, you know, of course, with harm to no one. But just do what you love to do. Be happy. Life is so short. I'm not. I'm quite tall. I'm, you know, you're six three. You're up there with me. I'm six three. Yeah, and 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 almost as big around. So yeah, you, you know. But you know, life is such a beautiful gift, and I hope you have an eternal joy in unwrapping every bit of it. Find out what you love to do. Follow your heart. Make your own dream. Because I'll tell you what you find out. I think is that you are the hero of your own video game. You're the hero of your own game, your own life, and and be that hero starting with love and compassion for yourself because until you're your own best friend you can say oh i'm i'm just trying to be happy but until you're really your own best friend you you get in your own way so so start with loving yourself caring for yourself being acting towards yourself the way you would to your best friend or to the love of your life you know treat yourself with respect and and that negative voice that we all have that you know oh you're stupid you're idiot what's wrong with you tell it to shut up and make it shut up until your voice of love is the one that dominates or dominates, has dominion over over your life. Because I think that's really important in our whole world. We have so much negativity in our world and it doesn't belong here, you know? So that's my personal message. And for Mario I say, mamma mia, thank you so much for playing my games. You guys, you number one. <laughs> is there anything you want to plug, Charles? Any like any upcoming cons oh, or upcoming gosh. games, upcoming anything? That you you want know, to- I mean, uh, 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 WarioWare is certainly uh, uh, you know, get it together is a really <laughs> fabulous uh, game that I'm really excited about. That just launched here in the United States yesterday, and that that's thrilling. You can see YouTube videos. Uh, uh, WarioWare, get it together. That's really fun. I think uh, it's it's all over the place. You know, the golf game I, just I'm came out a couple the, of months ago, didn't it? The um, what's the golf game called? Um, oh yeah, the the Mario Golf. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's an exciting one too. Racing around and being fun and silly, and you know, Animal Crossing sounds. Like, I'm not in Animal Crossing, but that that's been a lot of fun through the pandemic. You know, things that you can play together and and, and have joy with. So you know, and also you can follow me on Instagram, Charles Martinet. It's a me uh, and Twitter, uh, Charles Martinet. I am verified. I think I'm verified on both spaces, but, you know, follow me there. I'm going to be doing some comic cons. I'll be up in Boston uh, for Fan Expo and then um, uh, in um, uh, Portland, Oregon, Dallas, Texas, oh, nice. uh, Philadelphia. So Chicago, I believe, I'm not sure, but maybe uh, where else? Well, I'll be other places and would love to see you. Uh, I try to do little Instagram videos just to remember the joy, remember the fun, because, uh, you know, all these great things are going to come back. I'm sorry it's taking so long, but 
life is going to come back to normal, you know, and every reason we have to believe and know that life gets better and better and better. So I hope I see you. Gosh, I can't wait to come back to Australia. That will be a dream come true. I can't wait to meet you when you finally come to Melbourne again. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be there. I love Melbourne. I love Melbourne. (laughs) Before I let you go, is there anything uh, Mario can say to Dan before we wrap this up? Super Dan, you number one. Woohoo! And thank you so much. See you in my games. Yahoo! Thank you, Charles. I really appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. I love Australia. Have a great day, mate. Take care. You too. Cheers. Bye.